Let's take this moment to welcome Pastor Mpose Banyoni. Uh, she's with us on the line. Um, po, good evening and welcome to Intimate Moments. Good evening, Record Free, and thank you so much for having me. The ultimate peace, that's what we are talking about it about about tonight. Please tell us uh, about that. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the, the ultimate peace um, is about the peace, the ultimate. You know, the word ultimate, it means something that you have reached already. Um, but then when it comes to peace, just peace, something that, you know, um, people believe that they have on a daily basis, yet we find ourselves uh, being in conflict internally. Uh, yet we think we have peace. But with the ultimate peace, it's the state that we can only, um, you know, achieve when we have God in, in, in us. When we don't have God, it's just not possible to reach the ultimate peace. It is a peace that the world is seeking for, but they don't know how to find it. But when you're a child of God, it is very important that you know how to reach the ultimate peace to be in a position to live a fulfilled life, the life that God has intended for us as children of God. So when it comes to the ultimate peace, it is the Shalom peace, you know, biblically uh, that is called um, the Shalom peace, uh, which means it's more than the absence of conflict. You know, we tend to believe that when there is peace, it means we shouldn't have any kind of conflict around us, um, when there's conflict, we believe that there's no peace. Um, when people start arguing um, or maybe exchanging ways, then we believe there's no peace. I think we need to learn to differentiate between, um, you know, actually when, when the Bible talks about peace, it refers to her being quiet, you know, being quiet. You know, that's how uh, uh, a peace is about the quietness of the spirit. Um, you know, when it's been defined actually in in, in in Oxford, you know, the it's a state of being in tranquil, you know, a state, a state of tranquility or quietness, you know, a sense of being secure, you know. So as a child of God, it is very important that we achieve the, the shalom peace, uh, which is there's a difference between being quiet, the quietness, and being silent, you know. Um, when a person is silent, we believe that that person is peaceful, that person is quiet. You may realize that the person has got so much havoc inside of them, but it's just silent. You know, in actual sense, a person that is silent most of the time, um, they are much more dangerous than a person that talks. Because with a person that talks, they mm. express. They so, so in other expressive. words, you are trying to show us the difference between being quiet and being peaceful or being full of peace. Come again I mean, you are trying to show us a difference between being silent or quiet and having peace. So these are not yeah, one basically. and the same thing. Yes. Having peace, a peaceful person has got a quiet spirit. And there's a person that will be silent and will continue that person of having, being a person who, with a quiet spirit. So there's a huge difference between quietness and silence. You know, a quiet person, a person with a quiet spirit is a person that is peaceful. But a person that is silent 
it may be a person who is not necessarily, um, you know, quiet, who doesn't have peace inside. There's so much happening inside. You know, they just calm. You know, when they're facing a certain situation, they just calm. And that calmness, you know, you may find that it's just that water, that water that is staying there, believing that it's a clean water, only to realize that there's a lot that is happening underneath, you know. So it is crucial that as children of God, we are in a position to differentiate between the two. But when you're peaceful, you have a quiet spirit, but it doesn't mean that when you are silent, when your mouth is closed, you have a quiet spirit. So that's what I, where I wanted to make a differentiation. Okay, thank you very much for that. Then you can continue, ma'am. Thank you very much. So, you know, in the book of three, it, it becomes safe sometimes when um, us as children of God, we can achieve this while we have all the tools in place. You know, the Bible has given us all types of tools. God gives us all types of tools that will make us to have achieve that ultimate uh, peace. Maybe before we get there, it is important that we remind ourselves that, you know, there is power, you know, in in, in, in having peace, in pursuing peace as a child of God. You know, there's, there's so much, there are so many benefits of ensuring that you have peace. Because when you are peaceful, um, you're a person who is able to build relationships easily. And, you know, God wants us to have healthy relationships. You know, when um, you, 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 if you look at Jesus Christ, people like Jesus Christ and John the Baptist, the Bible says, they were in favor of both men and God, you know. So which means they had, they were relational, they, were, they had good relationships with people, they had that favor, not just from God, but also from people that they were living with. So we cannot afford as children of God live a life where there's no peace, whereby you are forever, um, you know, in struggle of, of, you know, of not maintaining peace wherever we are. The Bible says, um, you know, um, in the book of First Corinthians, chapter 7, verse 15, it says, God has called you to peace. We are called to peace. It's a calling. You know, it is a calling. We like it. We don't like it. We are called to pursue peace, to be peaceful people, which means we need to be ambassadors of peace. We need to be promoters of peace. You know, people should know that when the big goofy arrives, there will be peace. So, so maybe maybe if, if you go back to that verse again, does that mean we are called to peace, meaning we are called to have it in the first place, perhaps in the kingdom, and then because we have it, then we have to pursue it with, with everybody? Or does that mean that uh, we, have to, we are called to have peace with everybody? Is it a matter of us experiencing it first before we can look for it or maybe spread the message of it uh, to our neighbors or to our colleagues, our spouses, our family members? Absolutely, that we we can't give what we don't have, isn't it? You can't give what you don't have. It starts with you as a person. You know, the Bible says, above all, guard your heart. So it starts. It's a matter of the heart. So if you don't have peace within yourself, it's impossible to reach a goal 
of having peace with people around you, you know. So it, it, remember, peace is one of the elements of of the fruit of the spirit. You know, it's one of those nine elements of the fruit of the spirit. So when people see peace in you, you being a peaceful person, they know that you are called of God. Because the Bible says, you know, remember they were asking, how do we differentiate between those that are of you and those that are fake? And he said, Christ said, you know, you will see them by the fruit, their fruit. So a bad fruit, a, a bad fruit, a bad tree cannot bear, you know, um, good fruit. And a, a good fruit, a good, a good, a good tree. tree cannot yeah. bear um, bad fruit. Mm. Which means, if from inside we have that seed of having peace within yourself, then we become that tree that is alive, that wherever you go, then you bear the fruits of peace. Then the people that you relate with, you relate with them from a point of peace, which means no matter how much conflict you experience externally, people will still you know, receive peace from you because you know who you are, because you have reached this ultimate thing that most people don't know how to achieve. Mm. I, wonder, I wonder if I'm clear in that. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes. Mm. So which means, you know, internally you'll be peaceful and then externally you will build those relationships. It could be at church, it could be at home, it could be everywhere else. When you arrive, they know that, you know, the person that will maintain peace is here. It doesn't mean that you have to be silent when things are not are going haywire. Doesn't mm. mean we have to be silent because that doesn't, you know, we cannot equate this. You cannot equate silence to peace, you know. So when you silence, that's when things are actually or, or silence, to silence to weakness. You absolutely. Mm. You have to speak up, and if if it's required to be addressed, you have to address them. But what is important is that you have to do it in a peaceful manner. As a child of God, you have a text of doing that in a peaceful manner because you, 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 are, you are directed by the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit will give you that wisdom and prudence on how to deal with issues peacefully. So the Bible starts saying, we have to plan for peace. That that is in the book of Proverbs, chapter twelve, you know, verses twenty. It says, "Those who plan peace have joy." You know, so when we have peace inside of us, we have joy. But then the Bible says we have to plan for it. You know, it's a dream word. It's something that we have to plan for it. You know, when you plan for you, you plan for everything else, but you don't plan for this one. Which means you have to be intentional about it. You have to be intentional about it, whereby you decide, you plan, and you come across a situation because you've planned to pursue peace. You find yourself being in a position to keep that peace. As I said earlier on, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 14, the Bible talks about us pursuing peace with everyone to be holy. 
for without holiness, you know, we can't see the Lord. So when we are peaceful, when we pursue peace, we become holy. It makes us, that on its own, it makes us to be holy. Absolutely. Mm. You know, the, the, the scripture that you are sharing with us from, even the message itself, uh, is one of the things that I strongly believe that uh, Christians particularly need to be aware of. Uh, because if people are aware of certain things that are expected from us, uh, then they'll be able to be living or to live their lives differently compared to how they live their lives today. So right now it's all about uh, what is trending and uh, who speaks the loudest or who is eloquent. Mm. So it's like uh, anything goes uh, with regard to the matter of more especially in the in in the christian world so and uh, as i listen to you right now maybe in the near future you will be addressing this issue uh, of the uh, beatitudes uh, where it says mm. blessed are the uh, peacemakers for they will be called the children of elohim but but how important is this for, for for Christians particularly to understand that we should be basing our lives on the weight because if we know that we're supposed to be pursuing peace, we shouldn't be fighting uh, with our spouses, with our uh, husband, I mean, our parents, even on some social media platforms. It's, it's about, you know, making prudence. Now the Bible talks about prudence. It talks about wisdom, and there's a difference between the two. When it comes to wisdom, it's about you having knowledge, you knowing, you know, that wisdom of knowing um, things that need to be done, having that wisdom to have that knowledge. But when it comes to prudence, it's about the application of that wisdom. So where we lack is the application. We know, we know the word. We know the word. We, some people study the word. But in terms of application, then it becomes a problem. Which means there's no comprehension. <laughs> you know that the word, you know the word. And you have that wisdom that is there in the Bible. But you lack prudence because you don't know how to apply it. There's no comprehension of faith. Okay, because I know this, therefore, I have to be intentional about applying it. Remember, prudence is about, it takes discipline to be prudent. You know, it takes discipline. You have to discipline yourself because, you know, it's one thing to know and it's another thing to apply. So we lack, you know, prudence in terms of application of the word knowing how to apply or, or um, perhaps or perhaps that, we, that we know. perhaps we studied for the wrong reasons so that we can preach so that we can teach so that we can talk about it but not uh, to apply it in our lives perhaps these are the reasons or the things that motivate us uh, to study the word but not to apply it just to teach talk about it Absolutely. to show the world how knowledgeable we are mm. okay thank you so much most people when they study the word they study with the intention of telling others, of trying to be eloquent, you know, about the word and speaking, listening to who speaks it better. But then it's not about who applies it better. <laughs> and then when you apply the word, then you will hear statements like, she or he thinks he's holier than thou. You understand. 
So, so the, the application of the word is very, very important. And, you know, what is important for us to remember is that a person that applies the word, don't even be judgmental. Why? Because they apply the word, because they remember what the word says about being judgmental. But people, when you tell them about the application of the word, now they assume that you are being judgmental. You think you're holier than thou. Don't judge. That's what they are asked to say most of the time. They times. say, do not judge. You're not judging. You cannot judge because you know the word says you shouldn't judge. But when it comes to the application of the word, you do that what the word says you should do. It makes all sense. And if you can look at the word, the word of God talks mostly about us doing more than looking at other people are doing. When it talks about love, it talks about you, you know, loving another person, but it never talks about you expecting love from another person. So we apply, you know, the word vice versa. I don't know why. You know, when you, when you, when you go through that concept of um, uh, that subject of the fruit of the spirit, when it talks about love, it's a doing it. It's something that you have to do to apply to another person. Joy is something that you have to experience yourself. And if you're expecting it from another person. So as children of God, we find that sometimes we're expecting people to give us that joy that the world can never give us. But we can get joy only if we are in, in, in alignment, in sync with the Lord himself. So it's about your relationship with God. When you talk about peace itself, it's something that whenever you have to pursue, wherever you go, but don't expect other people to give you peace. <laughs> when they give you conflict, you give them peace. In terms of our patience, it's something that you yourself have to apply. You know, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They all talk about you as a person and how to treat the world, not about how the world is supposed to be treating you about how to give and not how to receive. Absolutely. Mm. All about how to give. Yeah. All and it will also procreate, you know, what you give. Yeah. It will be what you will receive, even mm. without expecting it. Yeah. And it looks like um, our our Heavenly Father takes this message or this matter of uh, peace uh, seriously to the extent that he even said um, that... Uh, um, people will see that we are his children when we are the peacemakers, when we are pursuing peace. And yet, on the mm. other hand, we are doing the opposite, quite the opposite, and we claim to be his children. And yet, peace is not part of the things that you know are on the table, on the menu, when it comes to the things that we want to achieve or what we want to you know do here on earth. How important is that for people to understand that this is extremely, extremely important to the extent that it uh, separates us from those who are not his. In closing, we are left with uh, under one minute. Yeah, you know, um, that's a very good question that I got through. It is very important that, number one, we know that the Bible says, you know, when we pursue peace with everyone, that makes us holy. So if you seek holiness, you know that you have to seek, uh, pursue peace. And another issue is that, you know, when it comes to issues of peace, it's part of the fruit of the Spirit, that fruit of the spirit with those nine elements, 
if one is missing, which is pursuing peace, it means you're not complete. So you need to have peace in order to have all those others. And they're intertwined, they're speaking to one another. You know, it means you need to start looking at yourself, you know, putting, you know, writing all these things down and putting them on the table and ask yourself, have that mirror, self mirroring. You self-mirror and look at yourself and ask yourself, in this walk with the Lord, am I pursuing peace? Mm-hmm. And be honest, do a checklist. And if you realize that you are not doing that, then you should ask yourself, am I holy? You're not perfect, but are you holy? Yeah. You know, of course, you cannot be holy if you don't, um, if you don't uh, pursue peace. And another thing, last thing that they go free is a matter of forgiveness. Mm. Most of the time, you can't keep a, a pursue peace with anyone because we are so unforgiving. We, we, we hate people around us. We hate certain people mm. because we cannot forgive. Our neighbors, we want them to die because they offended us and all that. And when they don't die, we we get disappointed. Why did they? Why just yeah and all that? Unfortunately, let's leave it right here. But I'm sure that we'll have part two of it uh, come next week. The Most High willing. Please give them your contact details. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Godfrey. Uh, the numbers for DIY Ministries is zero six four five three four. Three two four eight. I repeat. We are using the other one. Let's say it uh, slowly, please. Zero six four. Zero six four. Yes. Five three four. Five three four. Three two. Three two. Four eight. Four eight. Zero six four five three four three two four eight. Yes. Of course. Thank you so much for the good 